talking to Marty Boudot, Jeffrey Johnson Smith, and Mark Kohler about Jeffrey Johnson Smith's new play, Tom Payne's Bones, which is um, opening here in Portland uh, over President's Day weekend. Um, Jeffrey or Marty, please tell us one, one last time, uh, where is the play being performed and how can people find out about it? Uh, it's at the Chapel Theater in Milwaukee, Oregon, and uh, tickets are available on Eventbrite. It's playing uh, Saturday night, the 18th of February, Sunday matinee at 3 on the 19th, and President's Day, Monday matinee at 3 p.m. Great, thank you so much. That's, that's where you'll find it under at Eventbrite. Great, thank you so much. Thanks so much for being on Cave Boo. Emma, Thanks for having us, Emma. Really? Radio has been broadcast daily in the U.S. since 1920. And today is World Radio Day. This 12th edition celebrates radio's contribution to peace. Put your trust in independent radio and use your voice by advocating for peace through the many programs at KBU Community Radio. Music, public affairs, and news. Support us right now at kboo.fm slash give or text kboo to the number 44321. Thank you. <laughs> Howdy, everybody. I'm Rose Maddox, and I'd like to tell you that you're listening to KBOO in Portland, Oregon, the station that I listen to when I'm in the area. Andy Wawa looks a scream. Andy Mon, I woe. Andy Wawa, silver scream. Can't tell them apart at all. My name's Joseph Gallivan, and you're listening to Art Focus on KBOO Portland. My guest this week is visual artist Helena Dupree Thompson. She's talking about her show, Unintentional Spectacles, which is on now through February 25th at Laura Vincent Design and Gallery in the Pearl. Thanks very much for doing Art Focus in person, Helena. Thank you for inviting me. I'd say you're a photographer because you take these beautiful photos very, very close up of weathered surfaces and they function like abstract paintings. You blow them up, print them, maybe three by two feet, that kind of size? These are, yeah, these are 17 by 22. Those are 16 by 24. The mm -hmm. ones on metal are... Right, are, uh, so either on paper or on, on aluminum. And then they, the idea, I think, of zooming in on something so closely that you lose a sense of what it is, and you have to use your imagination to figure it out. 
So as you come in the gallery, under your name on the wall on the left, there are three from the series 180 Compulsion. So what is 180 Compulsion? 180 is a term used in skateboarding where you spin the opposite direction. As a young teenager, I skateboarded and I was obsessed with it. So I like that term for this because now I don't skate and it's like a 180 in terms of, okay, I'm not looking at this from the top of the skateboard, I'm looking at it from under the skateboard in a mm -hmm. way and looking at from a, a visual part versus the physical part. So you've been going to skate parks in Portland for years, yeah. taking these pictures. So uh, for the listeners, there's one, for example, in the middle of the three, and it's um, kind of a dark background with a, we're looking at a raised bump and anywhere the skaters have kind of rubbed the surface a new color emerges so they're, they're kind of like contour maps but in color so there's a um, you know layer of kind of rust color there's a lot of blue there's white there's the gray of the raw concrete and everything is kind of mottled depending on the texture of the concrete so there are you know different colors scattered around and just tell us what you do you go to a park and then what you bring your board uh, i don't i wish i I, I don't have one now, but um, I, I bring my gear and I just, I really scour it visually, you know, because these are one to two inch surface areas, it's not like I walk up and I see it right away. And oftentimes I'll have to go and I think, I, I think I'm seeing the right thing and photographing the right thing and then I get them home and I'm like, oh, I need to go back and do it again, you know. So I try to get it the first try, and I try not to take a ton of photographs. I like to like really study my subject and, and then try to get a couple and see how that goes. So um, yeah, it's, it's really examining it from a very close-up view. Mm -hmm. well, the ones on the left, I mean, it could be an aerial photo of a, yeah. like a coastline, yeah. a sort of, um, you know, like a bayou or somewhere, a raggedy coastline, yeah. or it could be a, a heat map of something there's a lot of red and orange and yellow the one on the right is more recognizably paint because we can see lumps in the paint where it's been kind of folded when it was wet and it's it's kind of red on the right and it crosses through a white band and ends in yellow with a blue kind of patch at the bottom so when you're looking at the actual object before you're looking through the lens what are you seeing are you seeing an abstract painting yeah, I, I, I'm seeing a, a composition, for sure, and I'm seeing the depth, the depth in the composition, color, and things like that, yeah. So you're seeing, lo you want lots of layers and arranged in interesting patterns. Yeah, it, it, it really draws me in. And I, and I also like how, to me, they, like when I'm looking at them like that, and then when I look at them afterwards, often they look like other worlds, like these little micro worlds, and I, I, that's one of the things that I kind of try to dig out of them. What other kind of worlds could they be? Um, a lot of times I'll see, like even in this one, um, I mean, this one kind of works. One on in, the right, uh, I'm sorry, the red. Yep, one on, yeah. the, on the right. If you flip it the other way, I see volcanic kind of activity. And that's another thing I will mention about a lot of my work is that some of them, not all of them, some of them have more than one orientation and that could be anywhere from two to four. So 
this one in this orientation, to me, the one on the right, the far right, looks more like an impossible landscape, really, because it's, it's like this, uh, kind of looks like an aerial view of the, like the land versus ocean, but the colors are not what we know as mm -hmm. natural mm -hmm. landscape. If we walk over here, there's a, a set of four on one of the main walls in the Laura Vincent Gallery, and these are more 180 compulsion. These are a slightly more muted color because they're paint, they're printed on aluminum. What's it called? Dye sublimation on aluminum. Um, do you know why why these these ones are on metal? Well, when we were when Laura Vincent and I were deciding what to put in the show and how to hang it, um, she came up with the idea of putting them on metal, some on metal. And I had been thinking about using that um, material, but I hadn't done it yet. So we kind of chose which ones would go on metal, which ones would go on paper. And, and so we chose these four for the 180 compulsion on metal. Presumably they'll last forever, right? Longer than the one on paper. Well, I, I don't know about that without um, without any kind of UV protection yes they will last longer than the the uh, paper ones but the paper ones are are, are archival mm -hmm. okay. so, so if you frame them you right you frame them with UV they'll last just as long mm -hmm. yeah. so these ones these four are um, the, the the marks are a bit more kind of violent they're more mm -hmm. vertical but more streaks you know you've got this not just a rubbing away of layers, but a kind of smudging of them almost. I don't know if that's yeah. true. It's rubbing yellow into black. Yep. And then you've got scratches that are really recognizable. Um, and the one above it, the sort of top left rectangle, is a lot of concrete. You can see the, the bare concrete. These, these kind of just feel different. Do you, do you feel differently about them? I definitely grouped them in a way because of all that you just talked about and so yes I do feel like it's a different energy in them and um, I think part of it is just what stage um, of weir that they were in um, of m maybe when they were painted versus when I uh, got there to photograph them because these surfaces get painted on at least an annual basis, if not maybe twice a year, where mm -hmm. somebody will take a base coat and paint it. Mm -hmm. So it's just the base coat that gets worn and then reveals the, the other base coats. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely see what you're talking about. The other part of it is that um, these could also be like a different area of of surface that that has a little different kind of um, you know s surface to it or, or texture so mm -hmm. it so it wears differently um, yeah than the other ones that have a, a kind of a smooth uh, um, outcome versus more defined and really detailed how often do you go to the skate parks a year 
I would say roughly at least 25 times a year. Uh -huh. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And you, you always take a couple of Nikons? I usually just take one, um, partly because I don't want all my gear out <laughs> while I'm photographing and distracted, so I, I'll take one with me mm -hmm. uh, usually. Yeah. And and so you'll be in there. I mean, how do you how do you avoid getting hit? You know, what's the the etiquette for letting a photographer go first? It uh, it's really getting there early, for one thing. And then also, I've gone to these parks long enough that I'm getting to know some of the people. And and so, I always say, let me know if I'm in your way. Mm -hmm. And if I am, I'll move. And usually they're just like, no, you're good. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, and that's the other thing I love about it. It's, it's a community that, that I, I just really respect and, and I love what happens there. I see so much support amongst the people, whether they know each other or not. You know, so it's got, I, I love that part of the history. It's mm -hmm. got this. I love that. Like when I would take my son yep. to one when he was little, the older boys would always like yeah. look out for it. Yep. You know, it's yep. like an instinct. Thing. Yeah, I love it was that. Really nice. Yeah, definitely makes me feel even more connected to the the subject. Mm -hmm. And then, do you get in the way, or are you only shooting in the corners? I mean, presumably, if it's been if they've been grinding on something, it's in it's in the way. Right? right. I just I navigate around it. If I if if I ask them if I'm in their way and they say no, I'll I'll just stay where I am. Mm -hmm. And and you know, I've had to duck a few skateboards. Mm -hmm from my head here and there, but um, I try to be smart about it, you know, like I'm not gonna, if there's too many people, yeah. I'll, I'll come back, you know, yeah. that's the nice thing about these subjects is it's not like um, something that changes so fast, I can't go back. Yeah, and, yeah what, so, I, yeah. What about the lights? The lines? The lights. Oh, the light. Uh, depends on when I'm there and what where, what part of the park and stuff that. But uh, if I'm there too early, uh, I'll I have a light that I put on on my camera. Uh, it just illuminates it a little bit to give me a little extra. And I I've got it on a tripod so I can leave the uh, I, I can leave the um, shutter open longer mm -hmm. and you know not have uh, you know. So if it's natural light. Yeah, what's how long's the exposure if you if it's natural light and it's not like sunny? It really depends, you know. It depends on um, when I get there, because I'll get I'll get to some of these parks um, at at like six in the morning, you mm -hmm. know. So at this time of year, six in the morning is pretty dark, mm -hmm. and I can't use natural light. Mm -hmm. um, and, right. and it, it also depends on the surface. If it's brighter, it can. It's less mm -hmm. of a. But will uh, you do exposure. like a couple of seconds? Sure. Oh, I would say a few seconds. Yeah. 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 As you turn ninety degrees, um, there's three more. They're also one eighty compulsion, and oh, sorry, there are four. <laughs> Why is that one off to the side? <laughs> oh, um, I think that's that's Laura Vincent's. Uh, design of how she sets it up. So okay. these were kind of seen, we, we saw these as more of a triptych, mm -hmm. um, and then this was a, a more of a standalone one, but how I think uh, we never got a chance to really talk about it, but I can see how she put this one here to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, because it, of the way that it relates to these three. Yeah, so the one off to the left is number 13, and it's, it's very white. It's got touches of yellow. Oh, it's kind of sandy. The, 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 um, the marks are very fine, except for a kind of black thing at the top. It, it so reminds me of 
satellite photos of like mm. uh, lakes and estuaries mm. where you can see through the water or ice fields and then the three together they each have a kind of color dominant color uh, sort of blue red and then blue again do you well do you crank up the color in photoshop no i don't i i feel like these subjects have enough already in them and i like to just leave that as it is and let that speak for itself my name's joseph gallivan you're listening to art focus on kboo portland my guest this week is visual artist helena dupree thompson her show unintentional spectacles is on now at laura vincent design and gallery in the pearl through february 25th the other series in the show, so there's two parts to it, is called Bridge City Diary. So this is you going out around Portland, right, Bridge City, looking at the, what you see in the street, and again, taking these zoomed in photos, macro, would you call it macro? Sure. Yeah. Of how, these are, are like torn and burnt paper, many, many layers, like, like when a book is burnt or a well, what are, what are these ones in particular? So these are the, the utility poles that are throughout the city where um, citizens of the city come and they post different things. It could be uh, art events, it could be bands, it can be political stuff or labor services and things like that. And over time, and everybody has seen them. Anybody that lives in the city has seen them in many cities. Um, but over time, they get acted upon by nature and then other people hanging posters and somebody comes along and uh, rips at them. I think um, partly the city or people within the city don't like seeing them, so they'll tear parts of them away. Um, and then, and then who, who knows, you know, people walking by, they're having a bad day. So they've got all of this history of people's reacting to mm -hmm. them in different ways and, and along with how nature affects them the two on the left on on the main wall they're um they have this beautiful brown sort of sepia color scheme to them because of burning and just because of old paper and, and maybe rusty nails i don't know rusty staples i'm not sure if they're rust but there are so many layers. You can see about 20 layers of paper where it's folded over. And again, it's that kind of, like the skate past, that kind of worn action. You know, you, somebody has cut through years of work and um, created this new sort of pattern, this, you know, like archaeology. Do you, do you look for names and band names and things or any, any details like that? I try to avoid them and if I see a composition that I like and there's something really identifiable, I'll remove it in the moment. I like to think of it as live Photoshop. Um, so you'll pull something away with your hand. Right. Yep. And it I'll, says the dandy Warhols. Exactly, yes. Rip it off. I'll rip it off or I'll, or I'll fold it back and try to m work it into the composition. 
uh, every once in a while, like in, in this one, uh, the second one to the, on the right. Yeah, numbers four and six. Um, you can see a few of the staples. And I left those because I feel like that added to the composition. And I don't feel like it's glaring where you walk up and you're like, oh, it's, it's, it's stapled paper. So it's definitely, um, I like to re remove my subject from reality as much as possible. It's just what appeals to me. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, part of that it often is, you know, I I'll take my needle nose pliers and if something's in my way, I'll pull it away, uh, pull it out of the composition, or like I said, fold or tear something mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Are these the same scale as a skate park? Are these two inch yeah. sections? Yeah. Okay. Tell it for, for all the gearheads out there, tell them what kind of you know, lens you use. Um, I'm so bad with remembering all that stuff, but I, I've, got a, um, I've got a Nikon D3200, that's a crop sensor uh, camera, and I use another light Nikon lens. I'm not even gonna try to <laughs> tell you which one. I can't remember what, what uh, millimeter it is, and that's a, that's a micro lens. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a D610, uh, Nikon that I work with, and that's a full uh, full frame camera. Mm -hmm. And I and I switch the lens onto that camera depending on you know how close how close I want to get or how far. Yeah. yeah. Do you shoot any other subjects apart from these kind of surfaces, like totally different subjects? I I do, but um, they're really the work revolves around minutia, which all of this is like the byproducts of something. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I have another project that I've started where I'm going into artist studios and I'm photographing with that same intent. Uh, I call that project detritivore. So as in what? Uh, detritivore. It's it's a it's an animal that eats detritus. It's, oh, that's where it comes from. Okay. But uh, I've just started that project. So is this like painters' tables of it, many layers of paint? It could be. It, it can be that, um, uh, and then sculptors. And I'm I'm looking to uh, work with different artists. So I'm just beginning that. Mm -hmm. I, I did a residency uh, a couple of months ago, and and I went into a sculptor's studio, a painter's studio, studio a ceramicists. So, yeah, where this project residency? will grow. This was in Providence, Rhode Island, where I grew up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, next to these band posters, there are three more Bridge City Diaries, and they're on uh, aluminum. So they, they're, again, they have a different um, look to them, different, a slightly more muted color, but also more detailed. Yeah, it seems like you've gone in closer on them. You can see all the hairs of the paper, the torn paper, and um, you know less layers because you're closer. Although the one in the middle is is in kind of clearer focus, I think. Were these all the same pole? These three? I think that the one on the far left and the one on the far right may have been. Definitely not the one in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't say for sure on the the two on the ends. I, I don't really track the, what, the you know as I'm doing them mm -hmm. where they. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that these the two that I said are the same, uh, at least the same subject, if not the same shoot. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Same visit to that location. Yeah. When when I look at these, I'm 
I think I, I feel nostalgic because we all remember like walking down 23rd Avenue in the 90s, you know, there were these poles thick with band posters. Yep. They don't really do that anymore because people advertise online. Um, so you're talking about over here, Northwest? Yeah. Yeah. But if someone's like 20 and they don't even remember this period, what do you think they're seeing? I do see it in other areas though, you know, maybe not in that area, but I see it on Hawthorne and actually a lot of these areas, Morrison. Um, I, I think, I guess um, to answer that, I, I, I don't know what they would see if they see the band posters mixed with this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So you're saying yeah. it still happens? Yeah. I just don't notice it. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's there, yeah. <laughs> you know, with COVID, it definitely um, kind of went to a, came to a halt, but, but the remains were still there, so they mm -hmm. started to look more and more uh, faded and, and different and probably got burnt um, a lot too. Mm -hmm. But I definitely, there's, there's some areas that they're doing it very actively now again, yeah. What's with the burning? I don't know, I'm not sure. I, I get the sense that some of it is just people that maybe um, it's a reaction like they're where they're reacting to their surroundings, maybe mental instability. I don't know because there there are areas where um, it just looks like a little patch of that, you know. But it could be. I also think that um, there are people that um, will do it as what they think of like a service to the city, where they're just going to burn this this pole that bothers them, to you know? Clean it up. Yeah, I think just, so. Just yeah. to say no more, you know, yeah. like removing graffiti. Yeah, I don't, I can't say for yeah. sure, but that's kind of how I... Burning. I've never seen one actively burning, no. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like on, on 23rd, I've, I think the, somehow the businesses might have okayed that because it looked like somebody took a, a like a blowtorch and and did all of them <laughs> yeah like I all the way down the need, street you couldn't just do it with a match right you right it would take a lot of yeah creme brulee yeah. and a torch um do you see so people make abstract paintings brush stroke by brush stroke it takes them weeks right. to come up with something this um i mean abstract right mm -hmm. something that is not based in nature but shows patterns that you sort of respond to instinctively yep. but you do this with the with a camera in an instant yeah what, what do you feel you're doing in relation to painting so i'm actually glad you you asked that question because there was a point about uh, 10 or 12 years ago where i started to really get back into photography because i did it when i was younger and then got into music and kind of didn't didn't take a lot of photographs so about 12 years ago i started to take photos again and i had always been interested in abstract um photography stuff but not to this level because i hadn't explored that so when i started taking photographs again i kept being drawn to these little kind of small areas of just something that you wouldn't necessarily know what it was and as i did it I, I was frustrated because I felt like I couldn't remove it from reality enough and I and I had that thought I wish that I had learned to paint or something or, or painted because I feel like I could take this photograph and then paint that what I see and I put it out of my head because I didn't want to take on another you know interest 
And a few years later, I started, I just kept at the work, and a few years later, I was looking at stuff, and I was like, oh, it's starting to look the way that I had kind of seen it in my head, but it happened so gradually, I didn't realize it, but I, I was able to just kind of go there unconsciously, where I was like, I'm gonna make these more like, I'm not saying I want to make them like paintings, but I want to remove them in the same way that a painting or, or other forms of, you know, something that's not based in reality, like taking a photograph, mm -hmm. so a way to remove it completely. Could you do any other surfaces? I mean, look at the floor here. Sure, actually, I can show concrete. you a spot that I've been eyeing for a while. <laughs> it's just outside the door. Is that how you yeah. go around through the world looking at, like, surfaces? Yeah, I do. I, I, my, my partner is really um, patient with me. <laughs> we'll be walking down the street and then, you know, a few minutes later she'll look back and be, oh, not even realize that I stopped to, to look at something. <laughs> but always with a view to abstraction. Yeah, yeah, that's where my brain, and, and like I said, when I was even, I got my first camera when I was 12, I think, 12 or 13, and, and even then, not as abstract as this, because I didn't know how to get there, but I was always drawn to these, like, yeah, abstract things. It just, it's just kind of what stood out to me, and I think as I focused on it more, I just got deeper and deeper in, into it. Mm -hmm. Do you ever shoot things that are recognizable, like part of a sign or, you know, part of a building that people can put it together in their head where it is? I don't. It's not that I... What I, the way I think of it is like I'll see something that is very based in reality and I'll appreciate it with my, you know, in the moment. And I, I think of it as like taking a, a mental photo of it, but I don't, I don't feel like I need to photograph it because mm -hmm. it, it I guess in the end, this is, this is the kind of work that really uh, interests yeah, me. Yeah, in that. Moves you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And see, I, I shoot a lot of pictures mm -hmm. with my phone just mm -hmm. for reference yep. to tell someone, look at this, right. I saw this. Um, but do you, could you do this with a phone? Like a phone's oh, yeah. good enough? Definitely. Well, I don't know if it's. There are some that I definitely go. I think of it as a what is it like a, a, a recon? So if I'm riding my bike somewhere, I've got my phone with me, and I and I see something that interests me, I'll take a photo of it with my phone, and then I'll go and I'll note where it is. Oh, okay. I'll go back and yeah. then I'll take Do my good problem. gear. Yeah. yeah. And and some of those photos, I I could make a. A, a print of those, but they're not going to have the same kind of resolution, oh, you know. Okay. And I don't have as much control over the outcome, yeah. you know, like all of the, you know, um, what's in focus, what's not in focus, and things. But yeah, phones are getting mm -hmm. so good, you know. Mm -hmm. Probably ten years from now, I would be able to. Yeah, well, this is amazing. This show, you like the eyes on the street, and it's, it's like the, it's a, a vision of Portland that you don't see anybody else doing, putting the work in to present to everyone, which I Thank really you. appreciate that. Thank you. My name's Joseph Gallivan. You've been listening to Art Focus on KBOO Portland. My guest this week was visual artist Helena Dupree Thompson. She was talking about her show Unintentional Spectacles, which is on now through February 25th at Laura Vincent Design and Gallery, 824 Northwest Davis Street. Thanks very much for doing Art Focus, Helena. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Andy, whoa, whoa, looks a scream. Have him on my wall. Andy, whoa, whoa, silver scream. Can't tell them apart a 
Estás escuchando KBOO Portland. Bienvenidos a un breve informativo en su estación comunitaria KBOO 90.7 FM. Hoy martes 14 de febrero del 2020.